Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever put on God's green earth, Sheaf. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Haas. But they'll never take our freedom! Yeah, baby. Big Daddy. Big Hoss. In the house. In the house. Episode 39. What? 39. Welcome to Fork Talk, episode 39. I am your co-host, Haas. And I'm the big daddy. That you are, that you are. Um, I love this song, man. It gets a strong, gets you pumped up. You ever lift to this song? I don't know if you're a Kanye no. guy. No? Uh, yeah, no. I do like Kanye, though. Because he loves my president. <laughs> yes, he has that uh, strange um, mental disease as well. Um, all right, let's get oh, into you it. Mean like uh, Trump derangement disorder, <laughs> right? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, let me take that down a little. Uh, so it, let's introduce our staff. Our uh, former producer, now official heckler, Candy Sprinkles, the uh, intern Slim Jim, official graphic artist, Jim Waka, security rhino up on the Canadian border. Still won't let him in the country, uh, no. which is so probably good for us. Yep. <laughs> uh, Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Ken Noisewater Beck, our official cartoonist, Matt Thompson of Vargas Highlander. The roving reporter, the international man of mystery, mystery, Miles Wetzel. Official historian, Roger Saunders, and the official remote correspondent, Chad Olam. And of course, our number one one fan, Audrey Rose Walker. 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 Website, www.fork-talk.com. Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Let's take that all the way down. Thank you, Kanye, for bringing us in. Strong. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kanye. So I'm so happy once again to be on with you. We are once again doing our remote podcasting because we are not in the same spot. A boo-hoo, a boo-hoo. Well, um, I hate it. But I, I did it. get to see you this last weekend, and we can talk about that. That was lovely. Yeah, yeah. well, I got uh, a couple questions before we start. Okay. First of all, our scientific officer. Uh, yes. I'm, I, let's fire him. He's not here. I don't know where he is. I don't know how to find him. 
He's right? Gone. Has he checked? Has he? Well, we thought he might be dead. Like he went to Burning Man. He found an 18-year-old, and she killed his 70-year-old heart in some way. Well, then he locked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but we can't have a science officer that's dead. Right. Okay. Well, and, and where, he, where is he in these times of trouble when you and I could use some, you know, path through the, the forest? That's true, Jay. Yeah, we need he, no. Definitely, we can put him on waivers. That is for sure. So yeah, I guess I we, we can put him on injured reserve. That's it. And we can let the we can let the uh, the Fork Talk Nation know that there may be a spot open for a scientific officer. That's a good idea. That's a very <laughs> good idea. Uh, all right. Well, let's do a sponsor shout. Okay. Do you live in Washington or Alaska? Yes. Or got an address more than the police know the location of? Well, then you are a prime customer for the best damn mattress purveyors in the Western Hemisphere. Dare I say, the world. Take it from Big Daddy, who's as hard on mattresses as the storm that took down the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Mattressranch.com. They got your bed, law dog. They got your bed for you, law dog. That's for <laughs> sure. You know what uh, they say about me in beds is basically uh, you kind of tie everything down and hope it don't take the roof. <laughs> That's it. The like roof. a Kansas storm. Uh, that you are. And, of course, American Badass Blacksmithing is also in there. Thank you for that, oh, even though it gives oh, us no you. money whatsoever other than lends us its personality, which is a kind of a big deal, I guess. I couldn't really afford the personality that is Big Daddy on a show like this if I had well, to actually pay for it. I mean, the hourly know, I, rate is insane. I used to have a, uh, what, what, what do we call that? Uh, where I got the green M&Ms and the Angry Orchard. Mm, yes, you had a quite a writer. Yeah, my writer. That has not been fulfilled in a long time. So, that True. being said, you know, I'm just I feel like, being here. I'm paying. I feel, like, I feel like when we actually get back together and podcast in studio together, I, I mean, I feel like I'm going to have to perform like sexual favors to get back on your good graces. You think? <laughs> it's not even an option. It's going to be. <laughs> uh, we got a great show for you, everyone. We're going to catch up as you hear us doing. Uh, we are going to bring back an old uh, favorite. It's Redneck Yankee or Scott. Redneck and, uh, Yankee or Scott. That's right. And uh, if you haven't heard that one before, uh, you will in a little bit. And then, of course, we have Historical Figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good one, too. Yep. Not not Abraham Lincoln good, but good. True. True that. So, well, that Give being said, let's go ahead and do a shout out. We stand on the shoulders of giants, of course. Um, first of all, I'd like to give a little shout out to some good friends of ours down in Oregon. Um, we had, a, uh, I guess you could call it a backyard games, but it was actually really well run. It was, um, the Oregon city invitational slash 
COVID classic. Um, <laughs> Great name. Mark and I were throwing a few weeks ago, and I said, hey, what do you think? We should probably do a games. And he agreed. And him and his, uh, his friend Stephanie um, kind of picked up the ball and ran with it. And we had T-shirts, and we we tried to limit it to 15 throwers total. We had two judges, uh, Gretchen Yoder and Alan Wernsing from Oregon. And they did a phenomenal job for very little pay, um, if any. Um, but we did, hearty, you know, we did a hearty we, handshake and a pat on the back. Exactly. A laurel and hearty handshake. <laughs> and uh, we took donations so they could actually have some money. And I think they did pretty good. So, but they did a good. fantastic job. Um, it ran well, you know, as you know, you were there. Um, it rained like a son of a bitch in the morning, but cleared <laughs> up later on. So that was good. Um, yes, I went. Uh, I was super excited. I originally was not going to be able to be there. Yeah. And then my plans changed because I came back to Washington a little early from the lake. And uh, so I was able and I, I had an in. I knew a guy. Yeah. Call. You always got to know a guy yep. if you're late. So yep. I happened to know a guy called the Big Daddy. And I said, Can I get a spot? And yep. luckily I hadn't pissed him off recently. And therefore I got lucky. Yeah. You got a spot. You got a shirt. You got the whole nine yards. I did. I got a little circus seal. You wish. And, uh, it was good, but yeah, I mean, the weather was so beautiful on the day before. I went down, I had my wife's car, car which is a convertible, so the sun's out, and I'm like flying down Mr. Mr. Happy in the in the convertible. <laughs> and then yes, the, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is going to be great. Next morning, I'm going to meander my way after a nice little breakfast, cup of coffee over to the game and and do the the practice throw and and uh nope rained until i don't know one o'clock or something like that and then it started clearing up yeah it's a good thing we started um late in the morning because uh it it was really pouring when i got up and yeah. uh i was like I, I looked out the window and i'm like fuck this i am not throwing in this shit well, i'll tell you but, what some of them uh some of those young kids there big daddy um you know, we talked about on the previous podcast, like you got no excuses with um, with the lockdown to be practicing, getting your lifts in, all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm telling you what, some of those A throwers in the open class that was throwing, who doggy, those boys were, first of all, they're big. <laughs> I feel small and they are strong as shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And throwing big numbers, and it's not even it's even even if everything was still on, it would still be good numbers for this early in the season, I think. Well, that um, the Carter Carter Camito, um, that kid, I actually was talking to Mark when we were deciding who was going to come, and I mentioned him, and he only lives like right across the border of uh, Washington and Oregon, so. Um, I'd remembered, you know, what an A, nice kid he is, and B, what a monster thrower he is. And that kid hit 60 feet in the open stone. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 In fact, in fact they grabbed the wrong they grabbed the wrong stone. They grabbed uh, grabbed I think the women's bramer essentially. Yeah. It was and like he threw like a world record and they're like, "Uh, is that the wrong stone?" Yeah, it is. And he threw 64 feet or something like that or But 65. that stone was 13 pounds. It, you know. Right. And then he and then we deal. hear and then he gets the bigger stone and we hear he throw 60 and we're like, "Well, yeah. crime any." Yeah. Didn't the so. extra pound or two didn't matter. Yeah, so, it was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. So thanks to all, everybody who did that. I'm sh- uh you know, I'm hearing uh you know, people aren't being real vocal about them just to keep them on the down low, but I think there's quite a few little semi-formal backyard games going on, throw, you know, unofficial throws, get-togethers, which is great. Right. Well, and you know, in it's true really island cool. games you know, athletic fashion, um, we kind of thumb our noses at the rest of the world and carry on. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have been doing the same thing, you know, just inviting a certain amount of people, you know, going out, having the games, putting the numbers into the NASCA database. And, you know, and, you know, we had certified judges. I'm sure they did as well. So the numbers count. Mm-hmm. Um Everything was, you know, measured to a T. The weights were correct. The uh, lengths of the yeah. implements were correct. Everything was good. So, you know, um, you don't, you just don't want to throw away an entire Highland game season. You know, you don't want to just not right. be able to go out and compete. You spend a whole year off season training and um, you say, I think you should have an outlet, you know, so. Uh, that one went particularly well and, you know, definitely want to thank them for, uh, taking the time and effort to making it happen. And, um, also I want to shout out to, uh, you know, Adam Larson and his wife came from Hawaii because, uh, he contacted me and asked me, asked me if I knew of any games that might be going on. And I said, Oh, well, as a matter of fact, I do. And so I got him into the games, squeaked him in there. Figure if you're coming all the way from Hawaii, why not? We've been friends for over a decade. And um, so good dude. And he ended up bringing a package from his dad where he had uh, done a carving and a piece of uh, like driftwood uh, for the American badass blacksmithing. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. So shout out to the Larson's. Um, good quality people all the way around. Absolutely. Yep. And how and how did you feel your throwing went? Um, well, you know, I've had to make a few adjustments, you know, because of my uh, knee and shoulder the, that I had problems with uh, last year. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I felt I felt good. I think I rushed a few things, you know, like. Uh, I was rushing the hammer. I was rushing the weights, uh, rushing the stones. So I think if I just had more patience and remembered the form that I had in practice, um, I'd have thrown further. But I was cool with it, you know. And um, Sheaf went very well, which I was kind of uh, surprised because I have not yeah. trained Sheaf at all. Yeah. Uh, and the you bag was the wet. Crippler. I did. I used the Crippler. 
Um, and that, that fork is amazing. It's your fork and uh, made out of prosthetic limb parts, which is why we called it the Crippler. Um, yep, another Kel Mulray yeah. special. And then you uh, you actually went to the spin, which you know looked great. Um, it was kind of funny because you were the only one that spun, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but it looked <laughs> it looked good. Your your you know your form was was spot on. So good on you. Yeah, it was good. I hadn't uh, thrown in. I hadn't. Well, I've been throwing. I've been practicing, but I hadn't actually thrown in in a game-like or uh, scenario for over a year, I think. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I was a little rusty, but, um, and it's so funny, things move so fast. There was already new people there that I'd never thrown with, you know, mm -hmm. and of course, I, you know, there was a time when I was throwing so much, I knew everybody. <laughs> so right, it right. was kind of fun to, to, uh, as they saw me struggle at the, I think it was the second or third height up. And I was like, I got to spin to really get this in. And when I throw that, when I, when I pull the spin out, they're like, I, I'm sure they're like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't, good. you don't see a lot of people spinning in the sheaf anymore, you know, it, but I mean, it, it looks cool, you know, and if you can control it, obviously it, it works well. Yeah. So, well, I was, you know, I was, I just don't you know, have that kind of grace. I was multiple feet off my my bests, but I had a decent set of hammers, and I had um, um, my form was pretty good on 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 dis weights for distance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, your just, form just, was spot just on. Missing, just missing a little bit of the pop because I haven't been as much in the gym as I'd like. But anyway, it was good to get back out there. Yeah, yeah. You actually uh, you beat me in the heavy hammer. I did handily. I did. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you have a mental block on the heavy hammer anyway. I, I I I tend to like it, and you tend to loathe it. And you know that's that's the weight of our bar for me. You know, I enter the wob thinking, oh, I'm just going to suck at this, and it's terrible, terrible uh, um, mental pictures I give myself. It's well, no it, wonder I suck at it. Like that's I funny. You know, wob used to be something I could always count on, and now it's become an Achilles heel, you know, so, um, but <laughs> something, you, you know, I looked at this games as, um, stuff I can work on, you know, so right. uh, I've been practicing. And so my, uh, I'm going to go back to the two spin and the weights, you know, I've been, I'm only doing the one spin. Um, right. so, and I think it'll start coming back together. You know, I'm not going to throw like I was throwing five or six well, years Well, you know, ago, as old guys, but, as old you know. huh? right. Well, as old guys, you know, we did what we did. But, of course, we look damn good doing it. I mean, probably the sexiest beasts out there. I'd say at least. Right? At least. I think I was All the right, oldest we got guy any, out there. You got any other? Where are you? Were you really? I think so. I am fifty six. Everyone else is. I don't think there was another master in my age. Yeah. I think Ray maybe is probably is close. I think he's like a month month or so mm. younger than I am. But yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you look so, pretty yeah. good for an old guy. Yeah, thanks. You don't look so bad yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we, I, I don't have any other like news from around the games world. Uh, we got some nice comments from everybody on the last episode. H- happy that we were back after our long hiatus. All right. Um, yeah. And of course, here we are serving the public in lockdown so that they've got something to listen to. And since they've finished all their Netflix, they got nothing else to do. Yeah, something they can sleep over <laughs> you know, and get them to sleep. Um, one thing I did want to mention, uh, current event wise, is there are some games that um, have been rescheduled that are probably going to happen. Um, oh. You uh, mean Kelso, they're pushing out? Yeah. Kelso is actually supposed to go on time in September. And then, um, who was I talking to? Uh, Scotty. Oh. Anyway, he's uh, athletic director for the Alabama games, and they pushed theirs out to September as well. So he's mm. gonna, they're gonna be doing that one. So, um, and then I talked to good. Steve Conway, and they're debating whether to cancel it or just push it out. So, the Pleasanton could, games, yeah, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the games that are obviously all the games that are in the south, this is kind of where they start slowing down because it gets too damn hot, and so they'll you know they have a chance of keeping their schedule in the fall, mm-hmm. um, and then a few games in the northern uh, part of the hotter regions, um, I think are pushing out you know a month or two if they can, or just you know having basically some social media and virtual events to try and keep people interested so that they'll get ready and excited for the next year. And, you know, sometimes, well, absence makes the heart grow fonder, as they say. And as you said, it, you know, now that we haven't had a a season and we haven't had to to get together and we haven't had our beer garden time and all those wonderful uh, cultural things that we do together as a community, everybody remembers how, precious they are because you miss it when it's not there so i think you know uh hopefully as things get back to to normal for next year um then i think people really be uh, interested and you'll see a big surge of people getting back into it so that'll be great yeah i think you're right and you know we just keep the spirit alive and you know like you say if we have to do it online that's one way but um you know i i still think you know People can go out and, you know, put on their own backyard games and have a good time and just enjoy each other's company and everyone's everyone's good. Yep. And, you know, Bob's your uncle. So Yep. Yeah, I think what we did was was good. Everybody did a good job um respecting space and it was good. What do you mean respecting space? Hey, so respect space. I respect your space. <laughs> We were all bunched um, up under that ten by ten, like a bunch of sardines. Uh, it, I could taste the crumbs bad. in your beard. There's no space. It's not that bad. I was, you know, interestingly, I was told that I'm like a close talker, <laughs> and I found that I found that really interesting. Now, I I appreciate that I could be a close talker. I guess with people who I really like or know or lean into but it it was interesting to me because i'm not sure i ever knew that about myself if i am someone who gets up in your personal space i'm that kind of person i don't think you are if you don't know somebody but okay you know but for me i'm so used to you 
You know, when they said that, I laughed because, you know, it is kind of true. But um, it's it's kind of funny because for me, I don't have any fucking bubble. You know, there's, there's no bubble around me either, so. But we're there's no we're talking. There's no filter on your mouth and no bubble on your body. That's for <laughs> right. sure. It came it came up when we were talking about uh, Ron Larson, who's Adam Larson's dad, and um, a couple of times I'd be changing at my vehicle, and he would just come up to have a conversation, and I'd be like, you know, pulling my spandex on, and he's like, right there, right, and <laughs> I remember I was telling Adam about it, and he goes, oh. That's my dad. He he doesn't have a bubble. You know, it's okay. You know, he's he's not weird or anything. And I'm like, well, he was just carrying on a normal conversation. I was totally cool with it, you know. And uh, then then somebody mentioned you, and then I laughed my ass off because, you know, I never really thought about it. But, yeah, we're all – I, I think in the, in the games community – you know, none of us have a filter or a bubble, you know, it's like, you know, it's never a handshake. It's always a hug, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I wish I, you know, I enjoy that about the games. I, um, you know, my, my friends are close and, and we have, you know, just an intimacy of just sportsmanship and friendship. And, um, you know, I appreciate it. I, I'm, I, I always think it's funny when someone's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not a hugger. I'm, I'm a man's man and blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck you. You know, you can be a man's man and <laughs> hug another guy. Fuck. I've kissed, I've kissed guys. I've, I've kissed you on the cheek. I, Max, you know, I don't give a shit. You know, I question my manhood because I want to tell my friends I love them, you know. World would be a better place. The world would be a better people. place if people did that. What do you say? I can't hear you. I said you're the you're a baby burden king. I mean, that's nothing more intimate about that. Oh, that's because the rest of you guys are a bunch of. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah, but you could tell that we had all been uh, separated for a while because holy cow, it took about two seconds for the shit talking to start and the you know, sophomoric (laughs) retarded teenager in all of us to become a complete and utter, um, especially we were thrown with the ladies, the masters were, and I'm sure some of them who had not hung out with us before, I think were a little shocked. They were like, wow, these are sailors. These guys are got sailor mouths. That is not really funny. (laughs) they, They started giving it back, you know, um, they definitely, they, they weren't shy. I mean, it, it shocked them at first, you could tell, but uh, then they realized it was all in good fun, and, you know, then it wasn't so bad. They rolled. But, yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the one of the girls was a really good thrower, and she was an ex-track athlete, and she threw 50 yeah, feet amazing. in her, uh, she threw 50 feet in her heavyweight, which is our lightweight, and I don't think most of us touched 50 feet that day and uh i was was, there was no there was no (laughs) i was tickling it at uh 46 and a half and uh i 
I said something to her smart ass, and she said, when you can throw 50 feet in a lightweight, yeah, blah, blah. And I looked at her, <laughs> and I said, I was throwing 50 feet in a lightweight when you were in elementary school, so bag it, lady. And then from that <laughs> point, we got along fine. So oh, That's good. That's good. It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. So. All right. Let's get on with the next segmento. All righty then. It's called Redneck Yankee or Scott. Redneck Yankee or Scott. Oh, wait a minute. Here's the game. Let's Here's the this game. way. Hang yeah. on. Redneck yep. Yankee or Scott. How about that? <laughs> good. Very, yes. Very good impersonations. Right. Thank you. Um, so here's how it goes, Fork Talk Nation, if you haven't heard this before. So I am going to read a story about a, let's say, less than stellar uh, um, person, uh, lawbreaker, lawbreaker. Yeah. Law, law down. And, J- and Big Daddy is going to guess if the person is a redneck, a Yankee, or a Scotsman. Ah, yes. Are you ready, Big Daddy? Do you have uh, your thinking man's toque on? Yep. Got my thinking cap on. Okay. Here you go. A man who tried to rob... Here's the headline. A man who tried to rob a shop in a particular town, I'm not going to give that away, while right. armed with a cucumber has been jailed for 40 months. A cucumber. Hmm. The perp brandished the vegetable, which was covered in a sock at a female worker at the shop in X town and demanded cash. Shortly after she refused, the 28 year old was pinned to the ground by an off duty police officer and arrested. Mm. The perp was jailed after admitting a charge of assault with intent to rob. Mm. The court heard that the shop was busy when the perp carried out the raid. Prosecutor Sheena Frazier said the perp was armed with a long cylindrical object covered in a black sock. When he went to the counter for cash, the shop worker thought it may be a gun. He refused to give her money, Ah. him money. The court heard uh, Detective Sergeant Drew White also happened to be in the shop and heard the commotion. The security TV showed that Mr. White knocked him to the ground with one blow. The black sock was then taken off the weapon, quote unquote, revealing it to be a cucumber. Uh, the perp initially told police it was a joke, adding it was a dare. I am getting that I'm getting to go to jail for this question mark. He later added, I think it was quite stupid. I'm not a robber. Tony Graham defending said the perp said, while he was aware that it was a vegetable in a sock, he also is aware it may have appeared different to others. <laughs> I right, think they should, go, change the, uh, they should change the charges to uh, attempt to start a salad or something like that. Okay, so guys, guys got a, he's, he's got no money, obviously, so he needs some. Um. The only thing he has available is a cucumber. Um, and he puts a sock on it to make it look like a gun. Hmm. Right. 
It does. It doesn't say that it was wrapped in tinfoil and originally in his pants, and then he pulled it out to put it in the sock. Right. But right. one could assume that it was a spinal tap moment. I don't know. It was also a dare. He said. He said it was a dare. And mm. he's twenty-eight years old. I'm going to say redneck. You're going to say he's a redneck. I'll say redneck. Okay. Very good. Get your answers in, Fork Talk Nation. What is it going to be? Redneck, Yankee, or Scott? The answer is he's Scottish. Scottish? Scottish. Can you believe it? I guess that's why he got 40 months. (laughs) Right. Right. He might have gotten more here. That's possible. (laughs) Redneck, because he said it was on a, a dare. You know, and it's always, you know, you always see those redneck things, uh, hold my beer, you know, and then right. jump <laughs> off a cliff or some shit. So, right. Yeah, well, you got me on that. Yeah. One. Good one. Yeah. Well, I think you've gotten the, I think that might be the first one you've ever gotten wrong. I think the, I think you've gotten the other ones right. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about that, I don't even remember the other ones. I must, <laughs> I must have been pretty drunk when we were doing those shows. They were they were only like ten episodes ago, but they were three years ago, which means, yeah. Yeah. you know, you have lost a few brain cells since then, and you're older. You know, you're nearly geriatric at this point, so yeah. it's it's to be expected that you're losing some of the gray matter. Yeah, remember the next time I I see you to tell me that I'd love that. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right. Um, let's move on to our last. Uh, segment of the show and it is as uh we love it to be historical figure historical figure and of course we invoke the name of he who shall not be named sir isaac newton yeah suck it figgy suck it we hate you you gravity Fuck. That came up this this that came up this weekend with some of the newbies too. Somebody said it, and we said "suck it, figgy" related <laughs> to gravity. And I I remember looking at them, and they're like, "I what is that?" Yeah, like, we have no idea what on. you're talking about. Come on, get on it. Because of course, you know, we call him Figgy because of the reference to Fig Newton, and right. you know, most of those kids probably don't even know what the hell a Fig Newton is. They may not know the gloriousness that is the date product of Fig Newton. Yeah, they're delicious. I mean, I can eat a whole <laughs> fucking bag of them. Yeah, well, it makes you regular, too. Oh, yeah, you'll shit like a goose. <laughs> All right, are you ready for our historical figure? I am ready. It's the one, the only, Franklin Delano oh, Roosevelt. Or FDR. MD- FDR, born January of 1882, died in April of 1945. Often referred by his initials FDR, he was an American politician who served as our 32nd president of the United States from 1933 until his death in 1945. He won a record four presidential elections and became a central figure in world events during the first half of the 20th century. Yeah, before they had term limits. That's right. He yeah. uh, he directed the federal government during the most of the Great Depression. 
He implemented the New Deal domestic agenda in response to the worst economic crisis in U.S. history at the time. And his third and fourth terms were dominated by World War II, which is, of course, not a fun thing for a president, which ended shortly after he died in office. Um, He never even got to know the outcome of the war. That would suck. Yeah, you know, in fact, he kind of, I mean, he obviously had a pretty rich life up to the up to being president, but he's, he was the, he's the kind of president who started with kind of a pain in the ass situation with a giant economic crisis and then ended it with war. So it's kind of bookended with kind of chaos. So he he had a lot going on. He never had Um, a moment's peace. Right. Of course, uh, when he did have a moment, he was busy shagging his relatives. (laughs) (laughs) Are you referring to his wife, Eleanor? Oh, yeah, and a couple of other nieces that he was... Ah, okay. Well, she... Eleanor is like a fifth cousin twice removed. Oh, well, that might be good. definitely in the tree. Eleanor was Um, also more of a man than he was, I think, too. She was kick-ass. So... So Big Daddy, he was a rich guy. He grew yeah. up playing polo, golf, sailing. I'm pretty sure he'd be friends with Judge Smales from Caddyshack. Mm, mm, mm. Would you um, like a Fresca? Fresca? Yeah. That's, maybe that's maybe that was his line for the uh, cousins. Yeah. Hey, you want a Fresca? <laughs> You'll get nothing and like it. Um, no, he's got a lot of good things going for him. First of all, he has a, a relationship uh, distantly to Teddy Roosevelt who's a badass and we have had on our historical figure the baddest ass um his his wife eleanor was a kick-ass woman very powerful so always good he had good strong woman by his side they actually say Um, toward the end she was making decisions because he was not uh his faculties were not there makes perfect sense which is why shit was getting done baby um he was uh the assistant secretary of the navy i thought you would like that yeah so he's a bit of a village people fan, obviously. Oh, yeah. Couldn't be a construction worker or a cop. <laughs> in the Navy. Oh, you can you sail the seven seas in the Navy. You can get down on your knees <laughs> in the Navy. You can be a circus seal in the Navy. In the Navy. All oh, right. All right. Get ridiculous now. Uh, he was the governor of New York, and um, and of course he had a kick-ass set of speeches, like after Pearl Harbor, a day that will live in infamy. Yeah, that was kick-ass. Great one, right? Now, as a, as far as a thrower goes, mm. um, Big Daddy, I think he may have been a lightweight. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Um, he was a strapping kind of handsome kid. The kind of photos I saw of him when he was younger. I mean, he's a good looking kid. Um, you know, Ivy league kind of guy. I, so he would have been easy to look at for the ladies in the beer garden. Let's just say that, but I don't, he might've been in the eat a sandwich club. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he would have been in a lightweight, but, um, you know, I think the disabled class might have a place for him as well. (laughs) <laughs> well, he did have polio sure. for crying out loud. Right. You know, the. Right. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, but they had a movie that uh, Bill Murray actually played him. And uh, yeah. it was yeah. pretty darn good and pretty revealing. 
And he had an assistant that carried him around all the time. Now, that dude would be a great thrower because you got to carry that, you know, president around. Right. You know, your arm's got to be pretty strong. That's, you know, a good, that's a good call. That guy, could, yeah, that so, guy, we would tap and say, come throw. Yeah, or at least have him be a shagger. <laughs> <laughs> Go shag the president. Take him over to the wob. It's his turn. <laughs> now, as far as, as far as being in the beer garden, yeah. you know, I think you'd be great with stories. I, yeah. I mean, he, he, he's got, he's lived a pretty good set of situations. Um, I have a feeling though, he'd cost you some money. Because especially at the end, he's in the chair, so he's giving you the whole gator arms, right? Pay in for a round. He'd be like, no, 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 don't worry about it. No, no, Franklin, don't worry about it, brother. I'll get it for you, right? And you'd go get it. And then he'd end up, like, sucking up five, six pints and never taking his turn. That's yeah. my guess. Well, I'd be like, screw that. I would have his assistant take his wallet. <laughs> grab that Grab that wallet FDR. He's paying for the next round. So his, Jay, you're the medical expert here. I, I read that, I mean, he had the polio thing, but his symptoms are now, they, they like misdiagnosed him. His symptoms were thought to be more consistent with, with what they called Guillain-Barr syndrome, which is an autoimmune neuropathy thing. It's Guillain-Barre. So was that because of polio or was that like, it, he actually didn't have polio. He had this probably, and they just, they didn't. They didn't ID it correctly, and it still led to his paralysis. I think he had, he probably had both. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome is basically, it's, you know, you lose feeling in, in limbs and such. But, uh, you know, with the way, you know, he couldn't walk and all that stuff, that was more muscular. So yeah. I think that was more polio. But, huh. Uh, yeah, but you know, cool. it doesn't make for a, a great athlete, obviously. But well, like I said, we'll get his assistant who carried him around all the time. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. So there you go, FDR. What? Probably not a great thrower. We'd prefer his carrier, but uh, he'd be good in the beer garden. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll give him that. I'll give him that. Right. He might be might be good at. Uh, uh, you know, maybe one or two of the events, but, you know, I don't think he'd be a good guy for contention of the overall. Right. So, yeah, definitely not an overall guy. Right. For sure. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, that was a good one. Let's see. Here's to you, Franklin FDRness. <laughs> here's to you, FDR. Thank you <laughs> for being on the dime. <laughs> Uh, well, let me, let me, uh, you know, unfortunately, Big Daddy, um, the, uh, the end of historical figure yeah. leads up to the fact that that's the end of the show. Ooh. I mean, I mean, I could talk to you forever, but, uh, you know, we got things yeah. to do. Yeah. People to see. But it's getting close to full-on summertime. It's getting hot around the country. Yeah. We got Kid Rock in the house giving us a little all summer long. Yeah. I like this song. And and I hate to say it, but uh, that's the show. Thanks for listening. 
Yeah, thanks again to our sponsor, MattrixRants.com. That's www.MattrixRants.com. Thanks for all the likes and listens. We're up to like 17,000 plays, knocking on 18,000. It continues to roll like a juggernaut. We're killing it. All 40 people are listening 100 times each. (laughs) Right, over and over again. Yeah. Studying every word. The Pork Talk Podcast comes out whenever we damn well please. Questions and comments, email us at info at pork-talk.com or Facebook Pork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. You are the sheaf to my fork, Big Daddy. Ah, Scottish goodbyes, lunch come order, great health, and Captain Quint, take it away! Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies, farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up.